Or good afternoon. My name is Gary Fowler. I'm the CEO, President, and Founder of GGSD. Get you done. Venture Studio Studios, a premier AI and quantum venture studio located in the heart of Silicon Valley. I'm a, a 17 time serial entrepreneur with several unicorns under the belt. I was the original management team of Click Software, which was sold to Salesforce for $1.35 million. And also, we had AI and HR tech company that I co founded with Dr. David Jang. We believe that intellectual capacities evenly spread around the world, but opportunities are not. And that I have, I have an incredible guest today. today uh, uh, Jerry Frost is a entrepreneur, an investor, an advisor, an author, an influencer. He, he loves AI, blockchain, crypto, DeFi, tokenations. He's located in London, London, England. He's got his 37 years. Versified back, back on fintech, finance, engineering, maritime, and engineering. So with that, I'd like to bring Jerry on. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing today? Great. Uh, greetings from London. Uh, big shout out shout to my friend, Fabio. He's probably watching from San Diego. And uh, Zimi and some other people that are joining in. Um, there's an echo, uh, Gary. Maybe we can have a look at it. I don't know what it is. Yeah, not sure. But anyway, so, so tell us a little bit about, you know, you know the, did you did you grow up in the UK, uh, Jerry? Were you originally from London, or where are you from? Uh, well, originally I was born in Belgium. Uh, my dad is Greek. My mother is Swedish. They, uh, I met in Belgium. Then I moved to New Orleans. I lived there for eight years. Then I lived in Hamburg, Germany, and then I moved back to Antwerp. And then now I live in London. So I've been here for about eight years, and ever since I've been involved in fintech and finance. So you know, you know, so. Uh, you went to the University of Pennsylvania for some time. Is that where you got your degree? Did you just uh, did you just spend some some do some courses there? Uh, just courses, uh, executive education. But it was the most interesting and the most valuable uh, in my life. It was just amazing. It was just incredible. Just amazing stuff. So how did you go from you know how did you get into the whole the whole green you know safety and that environment? How did you go from Belgium? to getting to uh, marine safety, how did that work? Well, uh, my dad had his own, uh, we had our own family business and we uh, started, um, I started my dad's company, we worked and then uh, I was shuttling back and forth since a little kid to London, uh, visiting shipping companies and just coming in for holidays. And so after a while, uh, I just um, um, I just love London, and um, when uh, my parents passed away, um, I decided to live in London because in 2014 I studied at the London Academy of Trading. I learned about applied derivatives trading, and I um, my kids started going to university in here, in London. So I decided to stay here, and I've been here since eight years now, primarily working in the fintech and finance space. So the shipping has gone into the background, and I'm more in finance, uh, financial technology, payments, blockchain, uh, digital transformation, and of course AI and ChatGPT. 
That's interesting. So you went down through that. You worked for your for your dad's for a while. Then, um, when did you decide you wanted you want you wanted out of the whole marine environment? Start to move into you know fintech and, and that kind of thing. When when did that start? Well, it was about that time uh, back in 2014. I love shipping. You get to travel the world. I, I used to travel a lot, but you travel uh, and you're constantly on the road 24-7. Uh, you never really, you miss holidays, celebrations. You're always on the move. I had a packed bag at home ready to go at any time. And uh, I just got a little bit tired of it. And, and you know, with fintech, you, it can also be 24 hours, but you decide your time. You can work from anywhere as long as you have an internet connection and a, a, a smartphone or a tablet or a desktop or, you know, and it's, it's a lot easier. And uh, it's very rapidly evolving. It's very interesting. So I like it very much. So, so when did you get into the Moonway Ventures, Vesta Relations? Well, I, I, I get every house, but... If you go from shipping to moon moon uh, moon whale ventures, how did that how did that happen? Well, it was uh, at the time with ICO. You remember those days with the crypto winter. After that, it was very uh, different. And now, uh, back then, everybody was just going crazy about blockchain and ICOs. And so I got involved at that time with different projects. As you know. Uh, the Bitcoin uh, course collapsed. We went into a winter, winter and 90, 95% of all ICOs were scams. So everybody kind of left that behind. And then I was here in London. Uh, for some time, we were back on track. And then we had the pandemic. And then we went into lockdown. And then for the time being, uh, I'm just coming back into the whole fintech space, especially in uh, artificial intelligence, which is just rapidly moving forward. You know. Yeah, I know that. That's great. And so you were an ambassador of Bitmart. What is Bitmart? Bitmart was a crypto exchange based in New York City, and they were basically to get companies to live on their exchanges. And as you know, back then with the ICO craze, uh, a lot of people got involved and they were competing to be on the bigger uh, markets like Binance and, 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 and the other crypto exchanges. And so they were fighting uh, and they were charging exorbitant amounts for people to, to list their token because at the end of the day, those tokens were pretty much worthless. So you had to kind of convince them to put on a, on a reputable crypto exchange to make it, the whole project look good. But unfortunately, a lot of projects which look good and raise millions and millions they went bankrupt or stopped uh, operating or they just, you know, disappeared in the money. So it was quite a big disappointment back then in, uh, in the ICO space and all that. So I kind of distanced myself in 2019 after the, the crypto winter. I kind of stood back from all of that. And then, then you were advisors at Arrow uh, and you did that for a year, Czech Republic, for blockchain. blockchain. What happened to that company? It was, it was all fast blockchain 3.0. Well, they were at the last uh, stage, the last phase of the ICO craze. And uh, that was actually one of the best companies that I presented. They all were in the blockchain ICO space and they all were using tokens and trying to get uh, funding. But at that time, it started collapsing and then they stopped and they've, uh, they've pivoted to another form of blockchain. But basically, Iron was a super fast blockchain, which was using uh, uh, um, different side chains and off chains to make the whole project, the whole blockchain uh, um, uh, technology faster. Uh, it's unfortunate because it was actually a really good project and a good 
one one of the serious ICOs, which in the end couldn't get financing because all the other fake ones were uh, going bust. And so they didn't get the funding that they did to continue their work, which was quite unfortunate because I, I enjoyed working with the CEO. He was very nice. He was very intelligent. It was, it was just great working with him. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just all this ICO thing came to an end, and I just distanced myself at that time. There were some big projects that went bust, and uh, I, I was, you know, I was, uh, I ended up with the short end of the stick, and I was very disappointed in all that. And I also don't want to get involved with any kind of project that is not serious or, you know, you know where you don't have the outcome that you set out to do. Yeah, so then you were at GigZ, your advisor for GigZ. Uh, you did that for a while. Yeah, you got a lot of advisory uh, board board positions, and then you did uh, uh, contributing con author to the marketing mogul. How that a uh, market mogul? How did that happen? Uh, I started writing articles on fintech and finance, and I started likening it a lot. And wow. I uh, was fortunate to meet this. Uh, lady, her name is uh, Susanna Chisti. She is from CEO Fintech Circle. And so she was instrumental to assist me with this uh, project with writing articles. So I was writing articles and I had a lot of feedback, a lot of reading. So at a certain point, uh, Market Mogul had 14 published articles and they were read 35,000 times. So they reached number one spot on the Market Mogul. And one article in particular on, on Goldman Sachs was read about 6,000 times. So it was very it was very uh conducive for me to continue that because i saw there was a, a, a great resonance and so i got invited by mrs Susanna chisti uh to uh to contribute to one of her books which was called the wealth tech book and then after that i contributed to the pay tech book to the ai book and to the legal tech book which is the intersection of the legal profession with the world of technology and then when we went into lockdown, I decided to write two books. Uh, one is called The Corona Crash. And the second one is called The Financial Revolution, which is about Bitcoin, blockchain, and uh, digital transformation. And so now I'm writing my third book, which is called uh, Rethink a Digital Future. And I'm combining everything that I have, uh, I've learned in all these times. And the main topic is chat GPT. So I'm speaking about generative artificial intelligence. But to tell you honestly, Gary, I can't even keep track. I'm, I'm following this every day. I'm reading newsletters every day. There's about a thousand apps coming out, one better than the other one. It's just amazing technology. I think it needs regulation. I think it needs uh, 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 supervision and governance and maybe even self-direction from the big tech companies because I think in the wrong hands, it can be very problematic. For example, uh, deep fakes, uh, let's say uh, copyrights and so on. And I think that uh, once it's regulated, we should embrace the technology and harness its power that it, we use it to our advantage. Because in the, in, in the bad hands, in a bad actors could really take advantage of the situation. So you know probably about this and that's something I think we should uh, really focus on. Now you're right. It is about, you know, there's a lot out there. But the other thing is, is we have a lot of challenges is humanity from global warming to the end of, by 2050, global food supply. And we need tools and technologies out there, out there to help us to be able to live better, live longer, safer lives. So, you know, the, the next evolution of this was with emotion, compassion, uh, kind of like grandmother, will be able to help us to do things differently than we've done before. And, you know, you're right. No matter what, it's like training a child and not treating a, a child or animal, right? They yeah. On you, on you, you got to write stuff, and it's not it's not if it's going to happen; it's it is. And so there's a lot of uh, the future is today and tomorrow.
but, but let's talk about you know you did uh, uh you know you and you're doing the blockchain stuff you're still involved with an impact of fundraising right so as a, as a part advisor for blockchain what's going on with blockchain well, blockchain, uh, you see the different protocols are coming out at light speed. Everybody's trying to get uh, the fastest, more scalable uh, blockchain uh, uh, protocol. Um, for me, I think the three biggest game changers, uh, number one is AI, artificial intelligence, combined with blockchain and uh, tokenization. I think those are the three biggest game changers in the world of fintech and finance. And I also believe that AI on its own is... Uh, is a game changer of epic proportion and be bigger than uh, smartphones and uh, the internet combined. We need to be able to use it to our advantage, increase productivity, make things better and uh, use it for good purposes. And if we could do that, I think we could solve a lot of problems like you mentioned, the food crisis, climate change, and so on and so on. I think we should move to impact investing and sustainable finance and make sure that we we keep that in balance because right now it's just totally out of balance i mean we talk about uh like for example in the uk we were talking about uh being zero uh carbon zero by 2030 and now the prime minister just issued a hundred drilling license in the uk offshore industry to start drilling for oil and uh, gas and i'm thinking to myself what are we talking about here we're talking about renewable energies and then we're going back to uh fossil fuels so yeah there's a lot of things that are being said but there's not a lot being followed up so you see cop 26 and 27 uh you know people made all kinds of promises but nobody's sticking to the program so it's a it's a big problem it's a big problem why why you know the problem is you know you know the channel running out of fuel we're not having enough you know, with 8.1 billion, billion people projected to go to 13 billion, billion by the end of the century. What happens in places place like London is like Stockholm when there is there is no mule. Uh, so we better go down, go down through and think about alternative ways to be able to get our homes, alternative ways as we've done to be able to be able to pack cars, alternative ways to be able to be able to help maintain our standard living. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that, that we've focused enough on it, but we got we got it, and, and it's in each and every one of our hands to be able to go out. You know, we do in fact control our destiny. So you've gone through, you've got the blockchain stuff. What's right now? What what what's your focus? What are you interested in right this second? Uh, generative AI. So uh, I I'm following all the developments, and like I said, I can't keep track. Um, I'm part of the APPG um, Artificial Intelligence at Westminster Parliament. So it's an informal group within the parliament where you go talk to the parliamentarians that decide on legislation in regards to artificial intelligence. And so um, those APPGs, these all-party parliamentary groups, are informal because they want to have the opinion from people that are involved in the industry from all different backgrounds and from all different spectrums. So they don't want just lobbyists coming in there talking about AI like the big tech companies. They want to have people that are involved, like I'm just a consultant in that part, uh, advisor. And what I think is the most crucial thing that needs to happen right now urgently is that we regulate AI in the same way like we did with a privacy, like with the GDPR. 
we need to have people being responsible and liable for the biases that go into these algorithms and for the outcomes of those decisions being made by generative AI, for example, ChatGPT, because we talked about it uh, in the last uh, uh, show. Um, you have these things called hallucinations where uh, GPT gives an answer that looks so realistic that you might end up believing it, but we need to watch out for that. We also need to watch out for deep fakes, and we also need to watch out for misinformation, propaganda, disinformation, deep fakes, and so on. So the first step, in my opinion, is we need to have regulation, even if it's self-regulation by the big tech companies, but we need to do something now at the G20 level or the United Nations. I consider AI in the same terms as nuclear energy. Nuclear energy in the wrong hands can be catastrophic, but in the right hand, it can do a lot of good. We can have unlimited energy, like we have in France, 70% of the electricity power in France is electrical powered, and they don't have any issues with uh, gas or oil to come from Russia. They just have their own uh, power. And so we have moved far, far away from that time, Chernobyl times in the 80s, Till now that we have uh, developed robust systems where we can have nuclear power and and, and, and and provide electricity to the general population. And the same needs to happen with AI. We need to be, we need to be careful with how it's developing because AI is going too rapid. We need to slow it down. And I think that's one of the most important things that needs to happen right now. We need to have an international framework where we all stick sort of by the same rules. And one part that is very interesting right now is we could have one of the big issues that's already coming up to think the copyright. I mean, it was a, a court decision just recently, like last week, where a judge ruled that AI cannot have uh, uh, copyright. And it's right, because uh, who, who owns the copyright? And so one way to do that would be to put it on blockchain, where you can trace down who owns the original copyright of a sound, uh, a, a drawing, a painting, any kind of creative work. And that we can keep them on blockchain and, and have a provenance of that uh, copyright. So there's a lot of hurdles that we need to overcome to be able to fully deploy and utilize artificial intelligence, in particularly generative AI. No, no, it's great. So um, we're coming up to the, to the top of the show. In summary, you know, what, you know, what do you think will happen over the next five years in terms of AI and blockchain? And then all, how do people get a hold of you? Um, I think uh, what's going to happen in five years is hard to predict. Uh, it's going so fast that I, I don't even know what to say what's going to happen in one month. I see some incredible things being created and developed, uh, apps, APIs with different uh, platforms and different uh, apps. It's just amazing stuff that is happening. I think uh, that uh, it's going to be beneficial. The bad side of all of this is uh, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. So um, Goldman Sachs has predicted that 300 million people might lose their jobs. And I think that's a conservative estimate. I think it's going to be more like 500 million because you don't only have to look at the graphic designers and the financial analysts that might lose their jobs, but you need to look at the people that supply and service those companies, the companies that are in the buildings. Uh, for example, when we went into lockdown, Canary Wharf, which is a secondary banking center in London, they almost shut down. They went bankrupt and nobody was there. But the shops closed. There's a, there's a shopping mall in, at, at a, in the Canary Wharf 
complex, complex and they were closed. And so the city of London, where the traditional banking center was, if you go today, a lot of those have closed down. Entire buildings are empty, which means there's no cleaners, there's no people supplying, there is no people buying coffee and lunch. So a whole industry dies with it. And I was just reading today, IBM predicts that 40% of people that are working today will have to reskill one way or another because AI is going to affect every single industry in every part of the world. So I think, I think uh, in five years time, we will see a big reskilling and unfortunately at the same time, we will see a big wave of people being let off, being dismissed or just being fired from work because they're going to be replaced by automation, robotization and uh, algorithms. Yeah, you're right. And, uh... What's the best way for people to get a hold of you, Jerry? Uh, for me, the best way is to uh, connect with me on, on LinkedIn. Just mention uh, this uh, this webinar, right? GSD Venture Studios, Gary Fald, and I know who it is because I get many requests and I cannot uh, keep track who, who is what. Second, uh, you can reach me on my email, which is jerry.flores at gmail.com. I read my emails. And for the rest, I'm on WhatsApp, Messenger, and all those channels. But sometimes I can't keep track of all the information and all the messages that I'm receiving. I, and I apologize. Sometimes I don't have the time. I just don't notice to, to, uh, to reply. So number one, LinkedIn. Number two, Gmail. All right. And number three, why are you, Gary? If anybody wants to call you, tell them to call, yeah. call you and then connect me, you know? <laughs> no problem. Hey, listen, thanks for taking time in your busy schedule to join today. And okay. thanks to my audience for joining one more time. GSS presents Silicon Valley AI Tech, and I'm your host, Gary Fowler. Stay tuned for another exciting mission on Thursday. Stay happy, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll be back back to you again soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Take care, Gary. Have a nice day. Bye, Fabio. <laughs>